Hey everybody, we're live tonight on Savage Gentleman Podcast. We're going over masculinity in America. That's a, man, that's a loaded question. I've got my good buddy here, Sean O'Connell. Sean is a former UFC fighter, still an active MMA fighter. You got some stuff coming up here soon, hopefully. Yes. Um, we'll be making an announcement on that very Oh, it's very top shortly. secret. Whoops. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. That's fine. I just blew the lid off this whole it's thing. It's fine. People don't care. <laughs> no one yeah. cares. No, no, they do. They do. No one cares. So, so Sean, good friend of mine, training. Uh, he, man, a man of many talents. One of which is uh, actually author of a book. And oh, you you have it right there. So this is funny because I, I came into the Savage Gentleman Studios. Yeah. And on your mantle, mm -hmm. my book. Yes. So I'm using this opportunity to shamelessly plug my book, available on Amazon, uh, in Kindle format or. <laughs> in illustrative paperback, uh, or no, publisher's paperback, yes. that's what it's called. Yeah, so uh, if you've got time to read, you know, 550 pages of religious science fiction, Hellbound Heaven Sent there by me. Sean O'Connell. Sean M. O'Connell. I wrote it. <laughs> in case you were confused about that. So a man of many talents, some may say a savage gentleman yourself, Try you know, sure. you know, so that, that's what we have him on here. And, and you've got some interesting points of view and, and, you know, you're an intellectual, you're very, you know, you're a cool guy. So we're talking about masculinity in America and there's actually a clip here. This is where the idea kind of came from. Um, there's, there's a lot in the media going on talking about this masculinity thing and it's, it's insanely polarizing from one side to the other. So Zach, if you could bring up that clip really quick. Some of you guys may have seen this floating around. This is uh, from from the old Fox News channel, I believe Tucker Carlson is this is the gentleman. So go ahead and roll the clip. Let's see what he has to say about masks. If you're a parent, you may have noticed that your daughter's friends seem a little more on the ball than your son's. They get better grades, they smoke much less marijuana, they spend less time playing video games, they go to more prestigious colleges. If you're an employer, you may have noticed that your female employees show up on time. The young men often don't. And of course, if you live in this country, you've just seen a horrifying series of mass shootings, far more than we've ever had. Women didn't do that. In every case, the shooter was a man. Something ominous is happening to men in America. Everyone who pays attention knows that. What's odd is how rarely you hear it publicly acknowledged. So there's a lot going on there. He, he covered a lot of topics and it's not entirely wrong. I mean, there, there is something to that. But again, the way the media portrays this thing is, I think, man, I think it's very dangerous. I think it's, it's, it's very counterproductive in my opinion. What are, you, what are your thoughts on that? Well, first of all, um, you know, Fox News is what it is, right? Mm -hmm. CNN is what it is. Yep. Uh, so you have to be careful how you consume your media these days, especially in the United States of America. Tucker Carlson is usually not a guy that I, I pay much attention to. Sure. But in this case, uh, while it might be framed a certain way on Fox News, he's talking about an important discussion that needs to be had in America about what is going on with this cultural change uh, about male identity, masculinity, yep. however you want to put it. Uh, and there, it's a very, very complex issue. That clip is just part of an eight-minute segment, basically, where Tucker goes on, talks about prison statistics, mm -hmm. suicide statistics, um, the the fact that you know income inequality may or may not be a myth, depending <coughs> on what research you look at. Yep. So um, it, it's a really strange approach 
to a problem that I think we actually do need to get into and discuss a little bit. And we're not going to solve any problems here on the Savage Gentleman podcast. Oh, I thought we were. Well, we're not? Maybe. Uh, we this is why I brought you here. We might save the whole world. Okay, good. The male world especially. Yeah. But well, I mean, the, and then that, the question that begs is, do we need saving, you know? Do, do we really need saving? Are things as dire as, as you know, some of the pundits which ha- would have you believe? You know, for us in our tight-knit circle, I would say not so much. When we look at our peers and the people that we kind of run around with, you're like, ah, no, we're fine. Yeah. But if we start looking at, you know, masculinity, men in this country as a whole, I mean, there are some concerning things. He listed off a lot of statistics. I think the big, one of the big issues, though, is this either-or mentality where it has to be, okay, we're just going to focus on men or we're just going to focus on women. I don't think we have a man versus woman problem. I think we have a people problem. Yeah, it's interesting because you look at all the social issues in our country, all the different demographics, the groups that people identify themselves <laughs> with. Name one of those groups, if you can, that doesn't have a serious crisis-level problem addressing it right now. I mean, every any demographic you look at, there is something. Right. So everyone has stuff to deal with. And I think a problem we have in the United States of America right now, and the media feeds it, uh, is the fact that everyone wants to be saved. Yes. By somebody else, by a government program, by a policy change, by a cultural shift, mm-hmm. whatever it is. Everybody wants to be saved. And I'm not talking about significant, culturally important things like the Me Too movement, which uh, at its core is trying to call attention to and eventually get rid of sex assault and Which we can all agree upon is a bad thing. Which everyone hates, Yeah. right? Nobody wants that to exist. If you're looking at these issues, though, and if you're really diving into them, it's not going to be a solution that comes from the government or from other people, certainly not from Fox News or CNN or Vice News or, or anyone else. Or even a hashtag necessarily. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. The, so the tough thing about it, especially when we're applying it to masculinity, and I do want to stay in the, the masculinity sure. space because, you know. I, oh, you talk about what you know. <laughs> we're, we're, we're privileged white males, basically. Well, of course. Well, there you go. Uh, and, That's you know, funny. as much as people like to fight against that, like I grew up in Sandy, Utah in a mid, upper middle class family or a middle class, my dad would say middle class family, yeah. but you know, it's like my commentary on race relations, on what it's like to be a woman in America is only as informed as I'm allowed to read. Sure. Right? So, or what you can experience firsthand. Sure. You know, I mean, you see it vicariously, but yeah, yeah to have that personal experience, it is hard yeah. to speak to that. But from a masculinity perspective, you know, this is a, a question that was probably not verbally addressed in our generation of growing up. We're about the same age. Yep. And I never remember, as I was forming my male identity at age 12 or 15 or 18, turning on the news and having people talk about why it's more difficult to be a man than mm-hmm. it used to be, why testosterone levels are dropping, what does it even mean to be male and masculine. Like the media wasn't talking about it in my experience. Maybe it was, but I wasn't exposed to that kind right. of stuff. It wasn't on social media because that didn't exist back then. And <clears throat> I formed my identity and identify as male and straight, if you care. you're wondering. Um, I formed my identity in the home, Mm-hmm. And in relationships with my buddies and at church and in school and things like that. And I think because it was slightly simpler back then, it was a lot easier. 
yeah. to answer those questions about what kind of guy are you going to be? Are you masculine? Of course you are because no one was asking you that all the time. Right. Right? Like it just was just was how you grew up and how you were raised. And those things were formed with important external influences, meaning relationships that you actually had and you cared about, rather than stuff that you just flat observed on social media or right. you know, traditional media. Yeah. Well and, and that's 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 another interesting note there. You know, is is there a problem? And then the media is responding to that, or is there not, a, or are we creating a problem by having, you know, generating this, you know, discussion? You know, we're, we're getting beaten over the heads of the like, oh, toxic masculinity and all these things, and it's like, well, man, is this is this a concocted thing? Because look, let's be honest, you know, the media is is there not to inform us anymore; it's for ratings. I mean, they are a business. Yeah. Like, don't kid yourself; they are a business. They want eyeballs, they want people to, to tune in and watch. And it seems as though they're gonna come up with is however, whatever inflammatory notions they can, the most inflammatory to get eyeballs. And so again, we see this very polarizing side with you know, CNN, for example, on one side and in an outlet like Fox News on the other, yep. just picking, you know, planting their flag in whatever camp and then running with it. And, Man, I, and I think, again, that's very dangerous. We're trying to trust these sources. You know, I think for us as consumers, we have to take everything with a grain of salt. Yeah, and especially, again, we showed you a clip from Tucker Carlson, right? We could go find something else uh, from a different media outlet that was probably less defensive mm -hmm. of masculinity, right? I mean, that show is going to defend masculinity specifically white masculinity specifically privileged mm -hmm. white male masculinity <laughs> more than another show is going to and so it's fine to watch that and to consider what he says but know that's what you're getting right know right? that there's an agenda you know and that's that, that's a big part of it is is you can't kid yourself there's always an agenda for for any news outlet out there um we've got some people tuning in so for you guys that just jumped over and are watching this is the Savage Gentleman Podcast, and we've got Sean O'Connell with us, good buddy of hey. mine. Hello. And uh, we've got some questions coming in. Jose Estrada wants to know what kind of steroids do we use? Um, all of them, obviously. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look at those arms. Look how, look how huge I am, bro. Um, Jared Shope, good buddy of mine from back home, actually back east, he uh, says, whatever happened to the don't be a bitch? Works on levels. Um, yeah, you can't say that nowadays, though, because that that infers that women are naturally weaker, um, and that's a whole other can of worms. Yeah, we we can't have we can't have these discussions anymore. Yeah. Like you can't you can't say the stuff that we used to say because people will lose their freaking minds. Yeah, so you can get super far into the weeds on any of this. Oh stuff, yeah, right. And that is one of the problems when you're talking about a concept as ethereal as masculinity. Right? What does it mean to be masculine? Well, there's the traditional like macho masculine form that is very popular in you know the sports culture maybe very popular uh, in uh, certain foreign cultures where it's just like men make all the decisions mm -hmm. men do all the leadership men do this men do that and that's, that's probably a dynamic that the western world has gotten away from and america is not at the forefront of that certainly yeah. but you know we're, we're somewhere in the middle, somewhere in that mix. And that people start to say, well, are you far enough along in the advancement of women's equality and you know, other forms of gender equality and things like that? And 
you get really, really complicated answers to those questions. And what Tucker Carlson is talking about, and like I said, it's an eight-minute segment where he says, men don't show up to work on time like they used to. That, like, you can't just say it's because they're men. You can't. Men smoke more marijuana than their female counterparts. You can't just say it's because they're men. Right. You, like, there's more suicide amongst males. It's not just because they're males. There's a million factors. Yeah that contribute to all of these differences between the sexes. And one of the problems we have in the society right now is that you're not supposed to acknowledge differences we have between to deny the sexes. That. We have to deny that completely. Like we're totally, totally equal on all fronts all the time. There was a clip floating around that showing um, someone speaking at a college and they had a biologist saying that, you know, Biologically, men and women are absolutely different. Men, on average, tend to be taller. They tend to have more muscle mass. And boom, instantly, you know, about a half a dozen people just walked out. They, they didn't want to hear that. And it's like, well, I mean, they weren't saying anything yeah. derogative. It's just we're just stating facts, you know. And so going back to men and women being different, I think, you know, I had an interesting conversation regarding this clip with, with my wife, Sarah, which, you know, um, yeah. Mrs. Great Tyler, cow. yeah. Real, real sweet Tyler. guy, very opinionated. But, you know, I, I think part of the problem comes from with children when they're really, really young, we start imposing some, some gender stereotypes on them. You know, we're, we try to dictate who or what they should be. And I think that creates a lot of confusion because up until you hit puberty, they're basically the same. Now once, I mean, for, for yeah. the most part, as far as... Similar in a lot of ways, yeah. Similar in a lot of ways. And so... You know, we, we've got this really weird notion of like, well, boys can't do this, girls can't do that when they're growing up. And, and we apply that and we start creating these weird psychological taboos. And I think that leads us to go really far in the other direction. You know, it's so a little boy is like, hey, I like to cook. I'm like, oh, you can't do that. You know, or a girl likes to play outside. Oh, you can't do that. And then they're like, well, there must be something wrong with me. I'm not normal. And then I go really far outside the spectrum. Yeah. You know, I think, and that's, a, again, that's a whole nother topic, you know, but I think a lot of that comes to how we define genders, you know, how we define femininity, masculinity, and when we start implementing those things. You know, sometimes you got to let stuff run its course. Yeah. And, and again, for you folks that are tuning in, you know, love to hear you chiming in, your thoughts on this. We're talking about masculinity in America um, and whatever you guys, you know, have seen, do you agree with, with what Tucker Carlson was saying? You know, do we have this epidemic problem or men falling by the wayside? Are we a doomed species, so to speak? You know, well, the answer there... to that is no, right? Let's course, start there. Of course not. Let's start there. Let's, let's not act like there is this unbelievable attack that is irreversible, this trend that men are going down the toilet. Like, like we're going to wipe all the men out. Like, you know, we're going to wake up in, in a couple generations and there will be no more men left. Like, like what, I, <laughs> we, what we are seeing definitively is a shift in cultural priorities to get away from, you know, the hunter-gatherer mentality of like, you be big and strong mm -hmm. and you bring home some bacon. Yeah. And the woman's going to be there tending the hearth and cook that beast up for you. Like, that hasn't been a reality for in society for a long time. time. And now, especially in America, <clears throat> that reality is actually discouraged on both sides. Right. Even if you are a woman who's happy in a traditional housewife role, for lack of a better term. Yeah. And you're a man who's happy in the sort of traditional breadwinner 
I'm going to be the guy who mm-hmm. goes out and works my nine to five, and I'm going to, you know, stop by the bar on the way home for a beer with my buddies. And like, even if that dynamic works for you in your household, if now you pay it's attention, bad. Yeah, now it's a bad if thing. If you pay attention to the media, <clears throat> and there's a theme here, yeah, and you pay attention <laughs> to social media, and that's a theme. You're not supposed to be happy with those things anymore. Right now, you're you're a bad woman. You're you are not a, a good, strong feminist woman because you you like being a stay-at-home mom or a mother in general. And again, everything sin- tends to be polarizing. It's like, well, look, it's okay if the wife is the bit breadwinner. It's also okay if the wife is a stay-at-home mom yeah. and everything in between. Like, why? I, I don't understand. I do understand the reason why is because it generates, it causes a stir. Right. I mean, I think we have just basically concocted this whole nonsensical argument and an issue for a reason to get people riled up. And you see on some news stations, they're going to pander to their audience and they're going to tell them the stuff they want to hear. And then on the other side, you're going to hear them doing the same thing. And now you hear that you get these echo chambers, you know, on things like Facebook online where everyone loses their mind either for or against whatever is being said. And how much time of our lives are we wasting in these nonsensical arguments? Especially when there's no solution, right? right. How, many, how many times have you convinced another person that your religious views are more valid than theirs are, right? Like these debates have been going on for thousands of years and they've, no one's resolved anything. Yeah. We're, we're into that now, mm-hmm. right? With, with gender stereotypes, with masculinity, with femininity. And I have solved the problem for us, Josh. Oh, good. Please. So the most masculine thing that you can be is confident and competent. The most feminine thing that you can be is the same. <gasps> what? Confident and competent. <clears throat> My mind is, is blown. And <laughs> that means that you don't have to let your identity as a human being, as a man or a woman, as a masculine personality or a feminine personality, you don't have to let it be defined by anything like a traditional gender role or your profession or whatever. Competence and confidence, meaning, Josh, you are a, a, you're an employee of Ready Man, right? You're a savage gentleman. Mm-hmm. You're a beard-wearing wacko who happens to be in excellent <laughs> physical shape, uh, likes to explore the outdoors, family man. You are competent in all of those roles. Fair. Right? Yes. Maybe not expert on all of them, no, but you're competent not. in every role, mm-hmm. right? And you are confident that those roles are of value to you. And if someone came to you with an attack on one of them, you could probably justify articulately why they're valuable to you, why you're going to continue to pursue those, and you're going to live your life after that conversation happy. Yeah. Confident that you're making the right decisions. <clears throat> well, and, and the secret to that is I wouldn't really care if they if they came and attacked any of those things. And, and that's that maybe is part of the secret as well, where it's like, uh, you know, someone might look at me you're like, well, you're too masculine. Someone else might look at me like, oh, you're too feminine. I don't care. Yeah. Not, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, like no one looks at Josh Tyler and says, that's a pretty feminine guy. I, well... You know what I mean? Just doesn't happen. You got the big beard, the no. big muscles. Typically no. You know, not tall, but whatever. Yeah, it but can't be perfect. You, you fight people, mm-hmm. you spend time in the mountains. People look at you and they're like, yeah, of course this guy's talking about masculinity. But I also know that if uh, Ralph Lauren, for example, walked in, a man who's dedicated his entire life to fashion, you would not be like, oh, that's a fashion guy. He's not masculine. I'm not comfortable around this. 
I actually like fashion quite a bit. I, see? I, I mean, you've seen me dressed up before. It's There's nothing wrong with these, you know, variances on the spectrum of what is traditionally masculine or, or what's not. Just yeah. be competent in whatever you're doing and be confident in the ability to defend it, the fact that you're making the right decision. Um, I, I don't want to steal your thunder here, but... Brian Tab on on our the Facebook feed here says, yeah. "Take care of your family and set a proper proper example for your children. That's what it is to be a real man." I don't have children, but I couldn't agree with you more. My dad did that. <clears throat> yeah. My dad is an intellectual. He's a nerd. I spent my life in sports. Now you know playing football growing up, baseball, basketball. I played everything. Uh, did that in college. Became a professional athlete in the UFC. I like. My dad did not instill that into me. He wasn't a sports guy. Right. But he instilled work ethic, Mm -hmm. a good example of if you're going to do something, do it all the way. Be competent in the things that matter, including your schoolwork. And, you know, I built confidence through the rewards I would get at home for doing things that my dad didn't care about at all. My mom didn't care about at all. Yeah. You don't have to create little clones of yourself. <clears throat> and most people would probably argue that I'm an example of traditional masculinity because of the things I've chosen to do with my life. Well, I came from a father who is tall, broad-shouldered, and externally very masculine. But then you talk to him, and he's, he's a nerd, right? We don't, like, we don't equate nerdy guys with masculinity. Not typically, especially not Zach. But my dad, he's incredibly <laughs> masculine. Oh, <laughs> we that, deserve that. Yeah, that was that was fair. But that was fair. The the complication of this discussion with trying to pin down, well, is being a farmer masculine? Of course it is. Is being a fashion designer masculine? Well, if you want it to be, sure it, it is. It can be. There's no reason. Right. Like, a role by itself is not masculine or feminine. Yeah. It's just it just isn't. It's how you define yourself, and if you're deliberately seeking out masculinity, you're probably failing somewhere. Yeah. Because like, mo- I need to be more masculine. Because the most masculine guys that you and I know don't care what Do you think Do not care at all. Like, they just don't. Yeah, absolutely. So we're getting some really good comments coming in here. Uh, Matt Bernard, what is the difference, what is the intellectual difference between masculinity and being receptive, receptive towards the current gender stereotypes that we're now... Uh, seeing in society. Seeing in society. Thank what is you. the fine line you said? Yeah, and that's and that's interesting. I mean, f- for me, you know, um, it, it I have a very like live and let live type thing. It's like, look, I don't I don't care how you identify, you know, whatever whatever path you're going down, as long as it's not hurting anyone else. I mean, there's extremes to the left and right, but you know, if if you want to identify as something and that's what makes you, if that's then that's fine. It doesn't matter. And we can still be masculine in identifying that. Now, is that something that, you know, that, that I think needs to be indoctrinated? You know, everyone needs to be indoctrinated with? Not necessarily. I think tolerance is important. I think Absolutely. we should tolerate, you know what I mean? Like, there's no reason not to. But, like, do we need to, you know, teach in schools the 747,000 different gender types that are identified now as? Probably not. I think there's better. There's other things that that you know our kids need to be learning about. At least in the earlier stages. If you want to delve into gender studies, then maybe that's a topic that you pursue and you you know itemize yeah. every single one of those. But I think we can be very masculine 
you know, and, and, you know, keep our intellectual masculinity. And I hope, Matt, this is answering your question. Um, <clears throat> and still be receptive towards whatever, whatever gender stereotypes or whatever, you know, things are going on. Maybe, maybe you have some light on that. Well, he asked, where's, where's the fine line? Yeah. And the problem is that we try and draw fine lines. Mm. We try and draw broad lines. That's a good lines. point, yeah. Like, <laughs> it just, the way people live their lives is not going to change based on, or should not change, based on the expectations or the accommodations of a society around them. It just, if you want to be a successful member of your family group, your school group, your <coughs> church, your job, your whatever, you have to obey the rules of, of those particular units. But one of the wonderful things about a place like America is you have the freedom to go find your tribe if what you were raised in or what you were born into or what you, you know, fell into. If it's not for you, in a place like the United States of America, you can go find what you need. Yeah, whatever that is. And I mean, it could be... It could be the most off-the-wall thing, seemingly off-the-wall. I mean, I identify as a lampshade. Great. There is a whole host of people that identify as pieces of furniture yeah. that you could be a part of. Now, I may have a hard time referring to you as lampshade. You know what I mean? Like, you, like you, it, the patience has to go both ways. Yeah. You know, tolerance works both ways where it's like, hey, I'm sorry, I'm not super familiar with that, <laughs> with that type thing. of thing. With lampshade people. Right. Yeah. But Which, you know what? If, if you're someone yeah. that I care about, if you're in, you know, I'll be like, oh, yeah, that's that's Bob. Yeah, he's he's a lampshade. So we started this discussion <clears throat> off of a little Tucker Carlson segment, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's not a good jumping off point for a lot of these discussions. <laughs> no, it's it is not. not. But, well, that was intentional, yeah, though, yeah. because we're, we're showing you the extreme side of it. And we're showing, you know, the, the far end of the spectrum where very slanted media is going to project in a certain way. And that is part of a series about men in America that Fox News is doing. And the reason that Fox News is doing that is because it's a compensation effect for the fact that other news outlets, Fox feels that other news outlets only talk about the plight of uh, women and transgender minorities and, minorities and, and things mm -hmm. like that. So Fox News knows that there's a significant segment of an American population that doesn't feel represented. Mm -hmm. And they're going, well, you know who doesn't get talked about? The conservatives. Yeah. Who doesn't get talked about or talked to? The, the classic male stereotype. So we're going to do that. We're going to overcompensate on the other end of the mm -hmm. spectrum and talk to them and pander to them. And it is yeah. pandering on both sides of the spectrum. It's pandering by media outlets and news outlets and the websites that you follow on your Twitter and all that stuff. So stay out of those echo chambers yeah. if you can. But it's part of a, a series on men in America that is implicitly asking for accommodations to be also be offered to men and a return to masculinity and things like that. And that is the least masculine thing in the world. <laughs> Can I please be a man now? Is it okay? Can, is it cool to be a man? Like someone, someone validate me. Like that's that's kind of the to the, to ask <laughs> the government, the media, and everyone else. Well, what about what about me, the man? I need my recognition. I need someone to tell me it's okay <laughs> that I drive a truck and I lift weights and I like baseball. What, you, why? Yeah, that's like super unmanly. It's the most unmasculine <laughs> thing. Whether you buy into traditional masculinity right. or this evolving concept. Well, going back to it's your not definition, you know, competence and confidence. Yes. It's not very competent or competent. It's you know? insane. And also, it's hypocritical because the thing that 
people uh, on that side of the spectrum <coughs> typically hate about people on the other side of the spectrum is, well, why do they, why do they need special treatment? Why do I have to accommodate them? Why, why should I worry about you know, them having a special bathroom at Target or whatever? Look, I, I don't care where you stand on that issue. If you think that everyone else should adjust to your lifestyle, your views, your whatever, you live in the wrong place. America, and we're talking about masculinity in America, America, whether you like it or not, has a place for everyone. If you only want traditional male stereotypes, we have someone listening from Kabul, Afghanistan. That's a great place. Yeah. If you only want <laughs> the traditional male role where women are to be seen and not heard, like go live there and the society around you, for the most part, is going to reinforce those things for you. In America, if you need someone to tell you what you're doing is okay and to create a special parking spot for you because you're a lampshade, like that, no, don't ask other people to accommodate you. Especially, <clears throat> and I can say this because I am a, a privileged white male, especially if you're in the, set, the, the demographic set that everyone has accommodated for so long. Like men don't have a place to say, we need help. We need special treatment. We don't help yourself, help the people close to you, be competent and be confident, and don't expect the transgender community to bolster your cause, the feminist community to bolster your cause. Like, men have been ruling this shit for generations. I mean, kind of like since day one. Yeah, seriously. If, <laughs> I mean, if, you think, if you need help now, because it's not just on a silver platter for you, that's again the least masculine thing in the world. As soon as you don't have all the all the skids greased, now you're crying foul and saying, "But but what about me? What about help for me? What about lowering the suicide rate for for my demographic?" Well, that's not everyone else's job. That's your job. Yeah. Well, that's our job. Our job. You know, I mean, let's you know again look to our own, right? And, yeah. and that's not to say that there aren't problems within, you know, the male demographic. There certainly are. There's not to say that there isn't problems in the white male demographic. I mean, there, there's problems across the board, and that's, that's the reality here. Yeah. And, you know, we see in the media where they cherry pick different ones just, just to get, get eyeballs, yeah. you know? And it's like, yeah, you, I mean, pick someone out of a crowd. They're like, oh, what are you? Da, 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 what are your problems? Okay, boom, run with it. Yeah. You know, everyone has problems. And the media is not going to solve it for you. The government's not going to solve it for you. You know, you can't always solve it yourself, but it's your immediate circle that is going to help you, you know, and that, that's really the only place that you're going to go. You might can seek advice. You might can read some books out there, but, you know, getting on social media and, you know, airing your dirty laundry and, and you know, ranting and raving and freaking out on Twitter is not going to solve anything. You know, getting in these hour-long debates about whatever, you know, it just, that's not the way to do it. So, you know, I, I think, again, it goes back to developing competence and confidence. And it's interesting those two things are very linked. If you're competent, you are typically very confident. Right. If you're confident, you will start to develop competence. Yeah. You know, and, and I think if we can do that as males, as humans, as people, you know, I, I think we can we can start to solve some of these issues, and obviously those are very generic solutions. Again, like you said before, you know, we're not going to solve the world problems here. Um, 
But we're, we're trying to just shed some light on a topic that is, that is becoming more and more popular. We're seeing more and more of it. And, you know, I, I, think, I think there's a lot of nonsense and a lot of, you know, a lot of shenanigans where it's like, man, why are we, we just, it's something else to complain about. Yeah. You know, like yeah. we're just, we're just complaining about everything now. Like everyone's butthurt. Everyone's mad at the world for whatever situation they may or not, may not be in. Yeah, and that's kind of what we're seeing here. There's a there's a magazine cover I think that came out this week, and it's got the cast of Silicon Valley, the HBO comedy series, uh-huh. and it's something like Rise of the Beta Beta Male. Males. I saw that, and it's I think tongue in cheek. I, I would believe so. I think it's supposed to be a joke. Yeah, it's a bunch of nerdy looking guys kind of signing off on making fun of themselves and calling themselves beta males or whatever. Uh, and but you know there, there's a certain observation there that has validity to it because. In a technological world where computers and banking is done like uh, in in a ethereal space like uh, you know the internet, mm-hmm. guys with coding skills are arguably more valuable than guys with hunting skills or fist fighting skills. They're definitely. I mean, more what, what, than I don't know. I mean, I don't know what we're really you know like, contributing and, here. And not only not only to your economy or to your individual company, but like arguably the Guy with the horn rim glasses who weighs 112 pounds sitting in some in the Pentagon might be more important to national security than a Navy SEAL these days. Possibly. And so maybe the beta male, if you want to call them that, although there's complexity and problem with that as well, <laughs> but maybe those guys uh, are more important right now than someone who is built like Josh Tyler. Who cares? Right? Because society has needed people in every one of these roles for a long time, and now these technological roles that are new and developing traditionally are taken by people who are maybe less inclined to be the quarterback on the high school football team, and maybe that guy ends up, you know, making $27 billion someday, inventing a new app or whatever, and then maybe he's not a beta male because he's an alpha male at the top of a company with leadership skills and whatever. Like, isn't that what we want for the runt of the litter? For the yeah. small kids in, in our class that we don't just beat them over the head with, no, no, it's the, it's the kid who's 6'5 nah, in high sorry, school. Sorry, bro. Sorry, like, you're not quarterback. Get yeah, out. Like, don't you're we, a chess club. You don't get to play. Isn't masculinity supposed to be defined by things like confidence and competence and success? And why does it matter what space that comes in? Like, you saw a bunch of skinny, nerdy guys on the cover of a magazine, and the reaction on social media to that... Well, people were, were fired up about it. They're like, I don't not in my so. America. In my America, the alpha male still matters. Well, okay. That's well, your America. That's and fine. That's fine. And, and that never stopped happening. Like, the, fa- the fact that this upsets you, that these guys are bothering you, is an issue. It's like... Hey man, they're not taking away. I mean, if you're truly alpha, yeah. there is nothing that 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 man or any other man should be able to take away from you. You know, <laughs> the reality is, is it, is it can and it should take all times. We need the skinny pencil neck intellectuals. We need, yep, Zach. Zach we couldn't do right. this without him. Zach could shut us off right now. Yep, he just did it again. Yep, and like and we would be helpless. We'd be helpless. We just uh, okay. I guess it's over now. Right. And look, there's in in a in a space that we live in in America now, where technology matters so much, terms like alpha male probably don't matter anymore. Terms like beta male probably don't even exist anymore, or shouldn't. 
because <laughs> like they try and put people into these lanes and these boxes that really have no bearing on the way that a reasonable individual lives their life. Yeah. You know, yeah. like at, who's the CEO of Amazon, Jeff Bezos or whatever? Sure. Richest man in the world right now. What does that make him? Is he an alpha male or is he a beta male? I don't know how much, he can, Omega he, how much can he bench? Like, but what can he squat? Seriously. So <laughs> if you put if you put that guy in a room with like I don't know Mike Tyson, who's the alpha in that room? Yeah. I, does it matter? That's the point. And and you know going back to these boxes, right? You know we're letting society define us who we are: alpha male, beta male, masculine, feminine, whatever. Society doesn't define that. We define that for ourselves. Yeah. You know, and I, and I think that's the bigger issue is, you know, pundits can get on screen and they can talk about, you know, their observations or whatever whatever agenda they're trying to push, but it really comes down to us. We decide, you know, who and what we are. And I, I think we have to stop letting all these outside forces influence that. I think that's where there becomes a problem. And we talk about... You know, they mentioned suicide rate in male. I think that there is, there is a lot of confusion. People don't know who or what they are, what they're supposed to be. Yeah. That confusion comes from the media and, and other outlets where they're, you're getting all this random stuff and, you know, you're being told, oh, you know, you should be an intellectual or no, you should be, you know, a super strong athletic guy. You should be whatever the hell you want to be yeah. and be okay with that. That's that's kind of the bottom line. And, and again, we do. We look to outside sources. You know, we always have, whether it be media in, in the form of news, whether it be television or movies or print media, whatever it is, you know, we see and we're like, yeah, that's the guy I want to be like. Yeah. You know? And, and so there is some influence there, and we can take cues from that, but we can't look to other places to define who we are. We can get influence, but that doesn't, determine who you are as a person. Yeah, and so, you know, again, going back to the way we started this discussion, Fox News talking about masculinity in America and how it's under attack and how that... Do you feel attacked? Have you been attacked lately? Well, well no, but I do understand that now my skill sets, right? Like, I, I'm a sports broadcaster by trade. Mm -hmm. My By day, that's what I do. By night, I've been a mixed martial artist. You're like a right? superhero. I'm like a superhero. But I understand also that there are a significant number of people in society that don't value those things at all. Sure. They look at those things and they're just like, I don't care. Why do you? Why would you do that? Why are you exposing yourself to that kind of risk? Like that's you're an idiot for being involved in any of this stuff, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. And, and like you don't have to like what I'm doing. I'm probably going to defend it if you say those things to me. But I'm not going to hate you for it. I'm just going to be like, okay, so, you know, apples and oranges. We don't see eye to eye on these things. And the, the need for affirmation and the need for permission in a lot mm -hmm. of cases <clears throat> to be what you want to be is really damaging yeah. to the male psyche, to the, the masculinity yep. that, that people talk about. Like, if you need someone to sign off on what you are, there's been a failure at some point. Yeah. And that's not to say that those failures are your fault, right? Like no. maybe you grew up in a household where you wanted pink bed sheets and your dad beat you for it. Yeah. That's, that's a failure on your dad's part, <laughs> right? 
Like that's, that is toxic ma masculinity or whatever. And we do need to get rid of these things. But in, in our country at this point, I said it before, you can find your lane and there will be other people there. You can find a support system. Might be difficult if you're from Greenbow, Alabama, and you don't want to be a traditional, you know, high school quarterback male. Maybe it's a little harder there than if you live in San Francisco, California. Right. But uh, buy a bus ticket. Yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, you know, the, the, the there are some limiting factors, but they're they're pretty small hurdles to overcome. I mean, there are people throughout the world, throughout the history of time, that have overcome far greater, you know what I mean, issues than than purchasing a bus a bus ticket and hopping hopping over to another city, another town, another yeah. state. You know, and, and, you know, maybe that's what it takes. And again, that comes back to the notion of self-reliance where it's like, well, no, you can't, you can't try and force everyone in your small backwoods community to understand whatever, whatever that thing is. You can try, but if they don't, you have to say, well, okay, yeah. let me go somewhere. Let me pop smoke and find a place where, where this is more widely accepted. And in America, you have that ability. And that's, that is what's nice about America. It's one of the be most beautiful things that we have, you know, when we talk about freedom, right? Yeah. Freedom to live and let live, where you don't have that in other places. Like, again, we had someone tuning in from Afghanistan. I think it was Marcus Hill, if I'm not mistaken, who I'm, I'm guessing is probably over there um, for military purposes, if I had to guess. But uh, go, go, to, go to Afghanistan and see how accommodating the culture is to whatever... <laughs> You know what I mean? Whatever these things are, like, no, you have very traditional, you talk about being in a box. Yeah. Man, like, if you don't fit inside that box, they kill you. You know, and there's a lot of places in the world that are like that. So, you know, here in America, we're very lucky to have the opportunity to go and, and live how we so choose. And, yeah, you might face some opposition, but eh, there's, you know, you're not getting stoned to death. Uh, Brian Tab just came in with a story, uh, a comment that maybe is more articulate than anything we've said oh, Brian all day. Tab. Said, moral of the story is, male, female, alpha or beta, you earn the position you are in, nothing is given, nothing is owed. Oh my gosh. And that, wow. that's a very concise way of, I think, summing up uh, the experience that a lot of people are debating right now. Like, and Fox News wants to debate that men need help. Yep. And other news outlets will tell you that, no, the transgender community's issues are the most pressing issues mm -hmm. in American society right now. And other people will tell you, no, it's, it's women's issues or whatever. Look, I, everyone needs help. Yeah. But it's not up to the person sitting next to you on the bus to give you that help. If, if that's their prerogative and they want to, great. It's up to you to operate within the system that you know exists to try and maximize your potential, maximize your experience as a human being. And it just so happens that that's been easiest for white males in America, when you compare them to all other groups, that's been the easiest so group to be part of, right? Yeah. And now there's a, a bunch of people reacting to the perceived threat that is not gonna be the case anymore. And in some areas, like there, you can look at it and it is, Harder to get into some schools if you're a white male than it used to be because there's quotas and things like that. Look, that's the system you operate in right now. Whether it's flawed or not, you have to be responsible for what you get, what you give, where you live, how you treat people, how they treat you. A lot of that responsibility falls on you. 
and at the end of the day, and you know, to quote our our dear friend, may he rest in peace, Macho Man Randy Savage, the cream rises to the top, as Jeff <laughs> likes to say. You guys have been on the show; he he gets pretty animated about that. But that you know, look again, competence and confidence. If you are competent in whatever field, you will get to the top despite whatever hurdles you may have to overcome, yeah. you know, be it be it gender, race, or whatever. We we've seen it. I mean, there there are people of every walk of life that have achieved achieved success. Now, there may be fewer in this category or that category, certainly, and for all kinds of different reasons, we won't get into that. But I mean, if you are absolutely exceptional, you're gonna you're gonna make it somewhere. You know, yeah. I, that should be what we're tri- striving for. I think it's just like, well, yeah, but I just want to kind of be like middle of the road and then still get all this really awesome stuff. Like, where do I sign up for that? I, I don't know. If you find it, let me know. Yeah, that'd be great. That'd be great. But that's not the world we I live in. I put in the bare minimum effort on everything that I'm doing and uh-huh. have, still have maximum reward, positive results. Yeah. Let's get that. Please do. Um, and that's, and again, and that's a whole nother can of worms of entitlement where we want every, we want everything to just fall in our place. And yeah. Man, that's <laughs> that's probably a topic for for another evening, but man, I really like what what Brian had to say about it. And you know, we're getting to the to the final minutes here of of tonight's show, and I, I think we've covered some decent ground. I hope for you folks listening and, and watching at home, you know, this maybe put things in a little bit different perspective. You know, the, the idea wasn't to come on here and again pander to. You know, we're savage gentlemen. We have a predominantly male audience and it's sure. not this yeah man we're we're like we're a dying breed we're we gotta we gotta rally the troops it's not about that it's about hey man let's look at this thing objectively let's look at whatever you're getting your news source from fox cnn us whoever look at look at where it's coming from and, and use your own critical thinking to analyze that disseminate the information and then apply it to your life or don't apply it if it's nonsense. Yeah, you don't have to. Well, that's the other thing that we, we maybe don't even have time to get into. But like, you talk about maybe masculinity being under attack in America. You have to decide in your life whether or not masculinity is a valuable thing. Right? I mean, if you're somebody who uh, traditional masculinity doesn't help at all, who who cares? Right. Like, okay, so masculinity is under attack in America. What does that mean? Does that mean that uh, they, Tucker Carlson brought up the fact that men can no longer pass the um, the physical fitness bare minimum test when they go into boot camp in the army. Okay, that's alarming to me because of my uh, traditional mindset and things like that. But the way that modern warfare is conducted, it's probably not as important as it would have been in World War II. Sure, yeah, in some aspects. I mean, yeah, there, and there's always going to be, you know, those high-speed, hard-charging guys yeah. that are there. And, and there's, there's always going to be a Josh Tyler, right, in a group full of kind of flubby guys. So as long as there's a couple of them, are we going to be okay? Like, ma- mas- you have to decide how much masculinity really matters, whether it's a concept worth saving. And... If we're gonna try and save it, we probably all need to agree on what the definition is. And that's the hard part. I mean, it's it, it's ever changing, and you know, I think it's one of those things that will, will constantly evolve. You know, and if if you're a person who wants to stick to those traditional, you know, kind of old school mentalities of, of masculinity, great. Yeah. Do it if it works for you. Keep up with yeah. it. Like you for know? example, it, in our grandfather's generation, it was probably a knock on your masculinity if your wife was working. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's not the case in modern no one, day America. No one cares. Like, my wife makes more money than I do. Like, that's, I don't care. That's, you know what I mean? Like, that's great. That's actually, fantastic. You know what I mean? Like, that, mom I'm, not, I'm not mad about it, but, it, you know, I, that, I don't feel like that makes me any less of a man. And I don't think that that should make anyone else feel like less of a man. And so that's, that's kind of what we're talking about here. Andrew McDowell says, the problem is the wrong men are in the spotlight painting a bad picture. Huh. Then all men, good or bad, get labeled the same. There's something to that, too. I mean, the squeaky wheel gets the oil, right? Yeah. And you see the same thing on the other side of the aisle with feminism, where, you know, the feminists that you see are these batshit crazy, all men need to die, yeah. you know what I mean? And they're like, man, yeah, I don't, I don't know about that, yeah. that feminist stuff. Same thing with masculinity is you, you see this other side. There's a group, I, I forget the name of it. It's like the Return of Kings or something. Have you heard of that? No. Oh, it's, it's, so it's this men, men's movement where men don't need to get married, men don't need a woman, men, you know, men should just go out and just live these hyper-masculine lives, and, you know, women are, are okay. objects that are only for, you know, one purpose, so on and so forth, and it's like, and then, but then you hear about this, and you're like, man, men's are, men yeah. are dickheads. Gosh, all guys are jerks. And it's like, well, no, that's not all of us. Yeah. And again, if you want to go do that, I say, good luck to you. Go out, don't get married, because guess what? When you're 60 or 70 years old and no one gives a shit about your wrinkly balls, you're going to feel real sad yeah. sitting alone at night. So it sounds super cool in your 20s to have that kind of freedom. Yeah. But I'll tell you what. I'm never settling down for nothing. You're going to be the creepy uncle at the family <laughs> reunion. Just saying. That's going to happen to yeah. you. You know? And you know what? If traditional marriage isn't your thing, that's fine too. But... Again, you don't have to champion and try and put that on anyone else. You know what yeah, I mean? It's a, it's a, the social media has done a lot of this, but mm -hmm. uh, traditional media is right on board with it because they know that's what people react to. Yeah. Um, the the idea that you have to champion whatever your own cause is. Yes. Is kind of crazy. If you're not like me, you're wrong. It's a little. If you bit don't weird. believe what I believe, then you're the enemy. And, and by the way, it's probably not an opinion you would come away with with a little interpersonal communication with someone who's on the opposite side of the aisle as you. That, yeah. That's another thing that's... And that's totally missing. Totally missing. We don't talk to people anymore. We yeah. get in screaming matches and, you know... Not face just, to face, though. No, we don't. People do not. All on that Facebook. Yep. All on the Facebook machine. People lose their minds. Yeah. And, you know, you just get this, you know, screeching, crazy, you know, hammering a keyboard. Yeah. It doesn't solve anything. It doesn't help. Like, you know what? If you're... If you're super masculine and, and you know, you're anti-feminist, go talk to a feminist face-to-face -face and, you know, sit down and have some coffee. Or vice versa. If you're a feminist, come talk to us, you know? I, I'd love to hear your thoughts and I'd love to meet in the middle. And if you're yeah. whatever your, your scope of life, we don't talk to people anymore. Yeah. I, it, it's really, really interesting that you said that because, uh, like, a year and a half ago, I, I dated a gal who's a lawyer who's... Uh, considers herself like a very strong, proud feminist, mm -hmm. you know? And in getting to know her, she had assumed a lot of things about me. Yeah. Like, oh, you're a Trump voter. Oh, you're, oh, you, you, you don't want women to have equal pay, all these things. And I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah, because we definitely, I mean, why would we want that? I was like, if you're a woman, you can't make the same amount I was of like, money. First, first of all, I've never had a stance on that, period. Right. And if my stance. If I'm for, you're forcing me to take a stand, it's that if you do the same job, you get the same money. Period. But like, my, my point here is that this is someone who identifies as a proud feminist mm -hmm. who was just like gifting me her time as like some social experiment. Oh, interesting. To try and 
uh, figure out if she could sway me to her side of things without knowing that I was already pretty much in her camp on, on her side of a lot of these issues right because I'm consider myself a reasonable person right you know and she accused me of not caring about women because I don't uh, agree with uh, abortion laws in the United States right now and I was like wait wait what <laughs> That's not how it works. You right. don't you don't get to be the one just because you're a feminist. You don't get to be the one to decide yeah. if my opinion on this is valid or not because it's the opposite of yours. That's not how it works. Right. And it's just having these discussions very enlightening on both sides, mm-hmm. but especially when people make assumptions one way or the other. Yeah, and and again, it comes back to this all or nothing mentality. Like the world is not in in perfect black and white. There are shades of gray, you know, and so you can't take you know, someone and say, well, he believes this one thing about this particular thing, blanket statement. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure there is there is a term for that, you know, and it's called being sexist or yeah. racist or whatever kind of is you want to <laughs> yeah. you want to include in there. And, and again, that street goes both ways. You can't just because you're on this side, you see someone opposite and you're like, mm, you disagree with me on this one thing, blanket statement about yeah. you and your entire um, gender, race, whatever. Absolutely. And, and and that's where we run into problems. But again, that's easy to do when you're not face to face, you know? So I guess the moral of the story is get out and talk to people. You know what I mean? Sit down with someone and really, really hash it out. You know, this, this insanity, you know, where we're just following blindly on what people are saying on the media where you're like, yeah, this guy on Fox News or this guy on CNN said this and that I agree with that, so I'm just gonna believe yeah. it. Like, oh, that makes me feel good. That like validates my thing. That's what it is. That validates my belief. Therefore, it must be right. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what we're seeing. Josh Crane on Facebook says, "Hey, Josh, you know our stance over it. Ming, a return to masculinity is a must in America." Look, Josh, I probably agree with you if you're defining masculinity the same way that I am, which is confidence and competence. I don't care. If you can change your own oil, I don't. They have jiffy loops for that. Masculinity should be defined as confidence and competence in your role as a male, whatever, whatever that role is. Yeah, and 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 those guys over at Ming, I mean, that's that's the way that they look at it. You know, I mean, they're they're a good group of dudes. Josh Crane, all those guys, you're you're awesome. Um, and, and they they have a very similar stance. You know, like I, I would say, hey. Maybe maybe it'd be worth learning to change your oil, but guess what? There's a lot of stuff. We can't say, oh, well, you can't change your oil, you're not a man. Because there's some manly shit that I don't know how to do. Yeah, but I, there's some manly stuff that I can definitely do better than most everyone else. I brought up the oil changing thing because I need an oil change right now. You and need I'm some not help. looking forward to doing it myself. Yeah. So I'm just like, I'm probably going to do... You yeah, know, you're not I'm a man. Emba- I'm a little embarrassed about it, but you're I'm probably just going to go to a, a spot and pay them $27 for an oil change. And... Yeah, maybe, you know, I revoked my man card a little bit for that day, but I don't think it completely sacrifices my masculinity. I don't think I wrote a I don't book. think it matters. Yeah, how dare you? Nice. You brought that back full circle. Well yeah. played, sir. Go check it out on Amazon. <laughs> oh, very nice. Yeah, last comment. Todd Carlson says bring back honor. Okay. I think that that's a that that's a great statement, you know. I think I think being honorable is, you know, one of those tenets that kind of ties in there and you know i but i don't think that that's gender specific either you can be an honorable woman or man absolutely you know yeah and again we're, we're trying to fit everything we like boxes right mm-hmm. 
We don't, we don't, we don't need them. They're not that important. Competence, confidence, everything else will sort itself out. You're a pretty masculine guy. Thanks, buddy. You are too. Thanks. It's gonna get weird. Yeah, we're. It's got real weird. All of a sudden. We're under attack in America. We are. So I mean, every day, every day, I have people throwing rotten fruit fruit at me (laughs) for being a man. Hey, cool beard, buff guy. (laughs) I'll show you. Yeah. It doesn't happen. So yeah, take what the media says with a grain of salt. Anything else, any parting words other than buy your book? Yeah, well, what's I mean, the title of it? Uh, Hellbound Heaven Sent on Amazon, <laughs> Amazon Prime, Kindle, all those things. All right. All the places. And where can folks find you if they want to see more of Sean O'Connell, what you're up to, what your mysterious fight promotion that you're going to be oh, yeah. fighting in in the very new, near future? How can they find That's happening. At Real OC Sports on Twitter and Instagram. I'm most active on those. I've got a Facebook fan page, but I'm hardly ever on there. So... Probably Instagram and Twitter at Real OC Sports, and uh, I'll keep you updated. Nice. Well, sir, appreciate it. Always a pleasure. Till the next time, guys. Thanks so much for tuning in. This has been the Savage Gentleman Podcast, and we will see you when we see you. It's a good book, man. Thanks, pal. You still got to sign it.